Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Isaiah 6, reading from verse 8. Isaiah chapter 6, reading from verse 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Say amen. So God, over the centuries, over the years, has used men to spread the gospel of the kingdom by sending. Say amen. Sending has been one of the main methods by which the gospel have reached the ends of our world. The Bible said in John 3.16, look at it again, John 3.16, the Bible said, for God so loved the world, put it there, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Say amen. For God so loved that he sent, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Say amen. Now look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. The next verse says, the next verse, 17. 17. 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Say amen. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but the world through him might be saved. And so he left his glory, came down, suffered like a man, humbled himself, became, uh, took upon himself the form of a servant and redeemed the world, paid the ultimate price. The reason you and I are sitting here worshiping is as a result of the father sending his son. And Jesus said in John chapter number 20, reading from verse number 19, he said, uh, look at what he says there. John 20, reading from verse 19, he says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, uh, when the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Hallelujah. Then the Bible said, look at the next verse. Then the Bible said, uh, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. So sending will never stop until this world comes to an end. 
many centuries ago in this country, a pastor stood and he said, we have to send missionaries to Africa. We have to send men to preach the gospel in Africa. Who will go? Who will go? Who will go? And as he was preaching, a father, a mother, a family, a man and wife and two girls will come forward. We will go. Send us. Father and mother, three children. So some of them sailed to Africa, to Ghana, to Nigeria, to other places. When they came, they didn't know anybody. They couldn't speak the language, whatever. They, they came there. They lived there. Some were beaten by mosquitoes and they, they were poisoned by the kind of water we were drinking. And they died on arrival. Those days, there were no text messages. There were no emails to say that oh, the people you send, oh, they are dead. So after a couple of years, they didn't send another group of people. If you come to my country now, at a certain place on the mountain, you see arrival 1847. Died 1890 something. You see father, mother, and two daughters. And that is how the gospel penetrated Africa. People were sent to preach the gospel. They lived there. They learned our language, developed vowels and consonants, and, and then uh, translated the Bible into our languages. Sending has been one of the main things by which Jesus or God had sent the gospel. And he's still sending today. You say amen. Matthew 9.35. Look at it. One of my favorite scriptures. One of my favorite Matthew 9.35. Look at it. The Bible said, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease amongst the people. Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody here. Then Jesus went. The Father said that he went. Cities, towns, villages, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease. Look at the next verse. The Bible said, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Next verse. The Bible said, then he said to the disciples, their harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. The laborers, people who are willing to become laborers and to be sent to, to do the work of God, there are few. Look at his next verse. He said, pray therefore, pray therefore, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So beloved, I have come to recruit some more laborers. Because the harvest is plenteous. But the laborers who will take time off, buy their ticket, come to Africa or wherever, the Caribbean, Asia, India, whatever, not for holidays, not for funeral, not to celebrate your father's 98th birthday, not to celebrate your mother's 80 feet, not for Christmas, not for party, but to preach the gospel. 
I see you preaching the gospel. Say amen. <laughs> preaching the gospel. Healing the sick and casting out devils. Myself and Pastor Wally, we have seen multitudes, multitudes, all the things you read in the Bible. And he saw the multitude and he was moved with compassion on them. We've seen them all. Until you move, you will not see the reality and the practicality of the gospel. Most of the things we read, we are just reading them as if it's a history book. But when you move, then you see that the Bible is living. Am I talking to somebody here? So, over 11 years or so, we have been going from this church to Ghana, to Nigeria, to places to preach. And I have come again. I have come again. It will never end until Jesus comes. It is mission for life. For life. So don't be tired of seeing me here because I've, I'm stuck with you forever. Until you are tired of me, I will still come. Even when I'm not invited, I will still come. To come and preach. Because that is the only way souls of men shall be saved. We have been saved to save others. We have been healed to heal others. We have been born again so we can send the message of the gospel of the kingdom to the unsaved world. Any church that does not care for the lost is lost herself. Any church who doesn't have passion, compassion, and mission-oriented, has failed God. And I thank God that apostle will never fail God. We have covenanted among ourselves that till death to expat with missions. Say amen. So I'm here again to motivate somebody to ask you to look into, look, the images that Apostle Wallace showed here it's a minute, minute, it's a small fraction of what you didn't see. And those of you who travel there, you know what I'm talking about. And now we have added another dimension to Christ that is the day of help. A day set aside for only disabled people. And beloved, you have never seen disabled people like this in your life. Look, some of the images are so grave that it has to be edited. Edited. What you, what you saw here is a lot of editing, not to show certain disabilities. Because you can't, you can't, you can't look at it. Needing wheelchairs, needing help. One day we gave mattresses to uh, two women with their three children who were all crawling on the ground. And they couldn't carry their items, their mattresses and food items and baggage and things. And so we followed them to where they live. When we saw where they lived, when we entered, even animals don't live in those kind of places. We took pictures of where they lived. If the mattress, they were lying on cardboards, pieces of mat, in a small hole that they called their homes. That was what motivated us to launch the CEM Ability Village. 
to build a home for disabled people. As I'm talking to you now, we are, we are buying 2,000 acres of land. We are in the process to build 9,000 homes to host 69,000 families plus schools and hospitals and so many amenities so that the disabled person lives a decent life. Say amen. And have access to hospital, to care, to everything so that uh, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like the person's uh, disability is inability. That was what motivated us to start the day of help. And Apostle Wale has been with me throughout all the day, the day of help. Wheelchairs, addresses, food, clothing. You see, when you give somebody a gift, it cements the message of love. You say, Jesus loves you. I've heard Jesus loves you over a million times. But when you give me a gift, it cements the message of love. And you can never forget a gift. When I was eight, nine years old, I was a Catholic worshiping at the Holy Spirit Cathedral. I was a master. I have a twin brother because we look alike. We were the acolytes of the bishop. You know what acolytes are? People who lead the bishop when he's going from the sacristy to the altar. Because we were twins and we looked alike. 1972, we won the most identical twins in Ghana. In Africa, we are judged the most identical twins in Africa. But I don't, I don't know whether they gave us anything. <laughs> and after the service, the priest, I remember, I remember very well, Father Taunton, said we should all wait at the pavilion. So waited there and then they brought from the truck milk powder in the box, sorghum wheat from USA not to be sold. I don't know whether you heard that, whatever. Yeah. Then they gave it to us. Look at it. I am 60 now. I still remember the milk powder and the sorghum and the wheat. Say amen. We used to mix gari with groundnut with the milk powder. Many years ago, if if I was 8 to 9 to 10 years and I'm 60, so how many years is that? Almost 50 years. I still remember that gift. I still remember the message Father Taunton preached that day. The story of the Good Samaritan. Look at it. So, we are not just preaching the gospel. We are also meeting the needs of the people through food, through clothing and whatever, and brother, it transforms their lives. They can never forget it. The last trip we had, together with Apostle in Tamale, there were 37 40-footer container trucks with items. So that we are not just on the platform shouting and shouting and shouting, but we have come to demonstrate the love of God. Apart from this, there are over 44 uh, top-notch surgeons who are in surgery, who have taken over a hospital, we take over the whole hospital, and surgeries are performed. Those surgeries are so graphic, we cannot show it to you here. If you go on the website, you, you, you see it. They are removing spleens and goiter. You see, we pray that God gives somebody a miracle during a crusade. If the goiter doesn't vanish, we will take it at the surgical ward. Because we are preaching the gospel through 
prayer and medicine. Saint Luke was a physician. He healed people through medicine and through the, the gospel. So we are combining to so that the gospel becomes holistic. When I was hungry, you gave me to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. When I was naked, he clothed me. When I was in prison, he came to me. Say amen. When I was sick, he came to me. The NLT said, when I was sick, he took care of me. So taking care of sick people is part of the preaching of the gospel. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. Acts chapter 8 verse 4. Acts chapter 8 verse 4. When the disciples were very comfortable in Jerusalem and enjoying the goodness of God and the goodness of God was running after them and they were all happy singing, then persecution hit the church. Acts chapter 8 verse 4, look at it. And Philip went down to where? To Samaria. Therefore, those who were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching, preaching the word. Look at it, next verse. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Next verse. Next verse. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Oh, wow. Wow. Next verse. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. And there was great joy in that city. I've seen this happen many, many times. Great joy because we went to a city to preach the gospel. We have seen miracles. We have seen healings. We have seen uh, so many tangible manifestations of God's power. And there's a great joy. We went to Pastor Mali and I went to a, a city in Ghana called Wale Wale. It's about 90% Muslim. And when we went, they went and visited the, the chief imam, greeted him and everything, prayed for him. And then we started preaching. And when we were preaching, we started uh, uh, giving out a lot of things to the people. And then there was commotion in the city. There was commotion, not, not negative commotions like, Charlie, what is happening here? Everybody wants something. And the places were jammed. Then the chief, because he knows his people, the chief imam went to the radio station and said, nobody should touch this man. For these are not men, but angels from heaven. Because men don't do the things they are doing. They show us as angels. I've never seen so many Muslims come to Christ. Delivered, healed, miracles taking place. And we normally leave at dawn, like 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. Apostle Wale will testify. When we were leaving, buses, we had about 40 buses. The people in the town had lined up on the street, both left and right, and were clapping as we were leaving. They were clapping. They have never seen anything. They said, since the history of Wale Wale, there have never been such an impact 
of the preaching of the gospel. We were in land cruises, we were moving the people at dawn, 5 a.m. They lined up along the street of Wali Wali and they were clapping as we were moving. We brought about 27 trucks. We brought 10,000 Bibles. All the Bibles got finished. Churches were full on Sundays. The churches there couldn't contain the members. They were overwhelmed with people who had been converted because we were sent. Anytime we are sent and we hear to the sending, things always happen. We will never change our world when we sit comfortably in our beautiful auditoriums. And we wear our nice dresses. Hello, 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 hello. Pack our nice cars. Drive our Range Rover. Hello, hello, hello. When we are helloing ourselves, the gospel would never be preached. And we were not born again to come and know ourselves. This is not a house of knowing each other. It's a place we gather, first we worship, hear his word, gather resources and reach out to the unreached. Save the lost at all costs. Work while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. Am I talking to somebody here? Beloved, there's no time. Jesus said to Judas, whatever you want to do, do it now. Do it now. Work while it is day. Buy your ticket, spend money, travel, and do God's work. Now, today, take permission, take holidays, take whatever, be on the field, working. Because when you pass, they will lay you in the church, beautiful caskets, whatever, whatever. They will read tributes, and he was so kind, so gentle. Everybody who's di- who dies is kind and gentle. I have never in my years, I have never gone to a funeral, and they've read bad things about the person who's dead. Wicked people, they say they are very kind and gentle, and very uh, uh, whatever, they are so nice, who oh, miss him. <laughs> We miss him. People are always crying about wicked people who die. So your true record is in heaven. Who you were when you lived on earth is in the archives of God, not in the tribute that are read in the church. Forget about what they are reading in the church. Everybody is kind and nice. All of us, if you die and they bring you here, they will read beautiful. Your booklet will be like this: 90 pages. Tribute by laws, tribute by tribute by friends, tribute by harmony ladies, tribute by harmony men, tribute by instrumentalists, tribute by friends and family, tribute by the, and all the tribute will be saying nice things about you by your true works. Your true Revelation 13 14. Uh, well, 14, 30, 30, 40, 40, 30, 40. It says that our blessed are they who die in the Lord. They are laid to rest and their works do follow them. So your works, listen, your works are not greetings. Greetings is not work. Jumping is not works. Say amen. Am, am I talking to the devil? Dressing nicely and wearing expensive watch is not works. Say amen. Coming, listen to this and don't be offended. 
coming faithfully to church every Sunday and sitting at the same place is not works. It's not works. Say amen. Revelation 13, 14, please put it there. Find it and put it. 14, 13, okay, 14, 13. Please put it there so that they will know what I'm talking about. 14, this is my church, so allow me to be happy. Okay. 14, 13, put it there. Then I heard a voice. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. He says the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works. What kind of works? What are the works? The works are the works in the kingdom. Not your work at the bank. Not to work in some places. Not to work at McDonald's. That's, that's, that's not works. Your work at flipping meat pie and it's, it's, it's not works. I beg you. It's not works. Working hard for KFC. It's not works. That's why you are earning money to feed your family. But the works are the sacrificial giving, moving, packing clothes, doing, going an extra mile to, to send missionaries. Those are the works. Not giving us pocket change. Five pounds, five pounds. It's not works. Giving sacrificially. It's works. Buying tickets, flying to Nigeria to go and stand in the sun and labor. That's works. But working very hard for your company to earn more money is not works. That's why it's to put food on your table to feed your families. A lot of us, a lot of us will pass on and you, and you stand at the Bima judgment seat of Christ. And when they open the book, they will realize that your work is zero. You didn't do anything. So, I was part of harmony. I used to be in a choir. I used to sing a lot of songs and things. I dress very well. I smell well. I look well. I smile a lot. It's not works. I'm always punctual in church. It's not works. Come to church. Everybody should come to church. But it is not works. The work is winning the lost. Going out on the streets. Preaching the gospel. Healing the sick. Passing out devil. Supporting your pastor. Pushing the gospel. These are works. Recently, a friend of mine died. And he died. Pastor Ali. Mansion, six cars, money in his account, money in his account, various investments. He died of COVID. He didn't know he was going to die. Before he realized he was, he was surprised that he was dead. When we saw, when we saw his body, he was surprised that he was dead because the life he was living, he didn't know he was going to die. He had businesses, contacts, and things. And this is a guy who never gave to the gospel. Anytime we are said, oh, we are traveling. Can you buy us mattresses for poor people? Can we help? Oh, Reverend, those are your things. He was always looking down upon the work we are doing. The guy was shocked that he died. When we saw the body, there was shock written all over his face. Because he was just 41. He thought he had a long life to live. 
they have stored up wealth, money, making plans to travel to chill. And the Lord said, thou fool, tonight thy soul is required of thee. So, if you are planning to chill, to be happy, it's fine, plan it. But remember that God's word requires attention now. Today, if you hear his voice, do not postpone what you want to do. Whatever you want to do, do it now. Do you have some money in your account? Write half of it and bring it to the church. Have a thousand pounds, bring 500. Do something that will move you. Not for ourselves. By the grace of God, I don't have need of it. I don't need a house to stay. I have a beautiful house. A big house. I have cars. I travel. I don't just sit when I'm traveling. I lie down when I'm traveling. <laughs> I don't sit. Lie down. I'm married to a beautiful woman. I have four beautiful children. So, when we are raising money, it's not that we are raising money for ourselves. We are raising money for the poor, for the sick, for the helpless. We are the voice of the voiceless. We are the helper of the helpless. We have given over the years and we are still giving for the gospel. We are risking our lives for the gospel. Am I talking to somebody? Buy your ticket. Pay your passage. Travel. Take some days off. Ten days. So, and I travel like that, I will lose some wages. Lose those wages. Lose the wages. And go and do God's work. And come back and see what God will do in your life. Am I talking to somebody here? Jonah chapter 1. Verse number one, put it in the King James. Let's see. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Look at it, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down to it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid and every man cried unto his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship and laid down and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots and the Lord fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord for God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. So he told them, and the people were very worried because Jonah didn't want to respond to the sending, God troubled the sea and they threw the words 
And Jonah said, throw me into the sea. Because I'm the reason why there is trouble in the, in the boat. So they threw Jonah. And the Lord commanded the fish. And the fish swallowed Jonah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how Jonah spent three days. Was he lying down? Was he squatting? Was he kneeling? Did he have enough oxygen in the middle of the whale? What about the intestines of the fish? I've been wondering how he survived the three days without food. But he cried up to the Lord. He said, Lord, I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Then he commanded the fish and the fish vomited. Vomited Jonah with all the slime, whatever. So he cleaned himself. Look at chapter 3, Jonah 3 verse 1. Look at it again. Jonah 3 verse 1. Look at it again. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, look at it, arise, go to Nidivi, that great city, and preach to, preach to it the message that I tell you. In other words, I am sending you to save a community, to save a city, and you are going on a cruise. Go back to Nidivi. So the Bible said, look at the next verse. So the Bible said, so Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey. So he walked three days and then he took a whole day and Jonah began to enter the city the first day. So then he cried and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. He started preaching, started preaching. Look at the next verse. As he was preaching, so the people of Nineveh believed God. They believed because somebody was sent say amen <laughs> and proclaim a fast put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least then word came to the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying, let neither man nor beast, head nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. Next verse. And let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. I love the next verse. Who can tell? Everybody say, who can tell? Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? So God was more concerned about the state of the needy than somebody going on a cruise and having a pleasure trip and sleeping. God is more concerned about lost souls than our picnics, our day out, and all those things. They are very, very important. But souls are more important to God. When people hear the gospel, they are transformed. When people hear the gospel, they believe God. When people hear the gospel, the land is healed. When people hear the gospel, people hear the gospel, they go to heaven. Romans 10, 10. I'm finishing with that. Romans 10, 10. Look at it. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord of our all is rich unto all who call upon him. Wow. 
so whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love the next verse. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? How shall they preach except they be sent? How do we preach and spend over 300,000 looking after sick people and printing bibles and reaching out except you send us say amen as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things except you send us except you send us the gospel cannot be preached except you send us send us one more time you send us since when was the last first time you came to our country? 20 what? 11 years ago is how long? 11 years ago. You've been sending every year. Never be weary of well-doing. For you reap if you think not. You and your wife plan. How much are we sending Pastor Wale to this mission? Honey, are you going or I'm going? I've been before. It's okay. I've been at twice or twice. No. You have to come again. And again, and again. Do you stop going on holidays? Do you stop? Do you say, I've had enough holidays to last me a lifetime? You don't stop going on holidays. I was watching your television when I came here. I don't know which of the channels. And a certain Asian woman came passionately, almost in tears. There are donkeys that are suffering. Dogs that have no hope. I am calling you passionately. Support deplorable, depressed donkeys on your television. Dogs who are lonely and depressed. Donkeys who are weary. Passionately, they bought airtime. And you know how much it was? Two pounds. This woman was almost in tears. Very emotional. Calling for money. Should we come and apologize for calling for money for, 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 for the disabled or for human beings? Should we, should we be very emotional about it? We have to passionately, without apologies, request and, and ask you to help us. Somebody is speaking for donkeys. Some are speaking for dogs. We are speaking for the souls of men. We are speaking for the souls of men. If people can buy airtime and call for help for donkeys who are tired, and they showed weak, weakling donkeys like the, the donkeys, and they showed dogs who were shaking with their tail between their legs, they took all those images and put it there for us to be moved to give them two pounds. What about the souls of men? We are not apologizing for asking for help. Take your checkbook wherever you are. Support missions. And Apostle Wale will bring you praise report. By the grace of God, we are not those crooked ministers who are using images. No, 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 no. If you come to our missions, the money that is spent on the mission is not compared to the money that you gave. This is the ability village. 
that I was talking about. This is the home, hospital, schools, and things for the disabled people. It has been launched. My vice president is coming. And this year, I'm breaking grounds to start building. Yeah. Can you see Apostle Wallace somewhere? He's there. Ah, that's him there. He's always with me. Always. He's my twin brother. Anytime I'm going anywhere, he's with me. Say amen for the vision. And I'm building this. I'm building it. Say amen. I want to get rid of all beggars, disabled children lying on the bridges. I want to collect all of them and put them in the decent home. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said, and when I was a stranger, he took me in. These are strangers. We are bringing them home. This is the first of its kind in Africa. There's, we Google it so that we can, we can follow somebody who has done it. When we Google, we didn't find anybody who has built a home for disabled people. There will be able people living with the disabled people. So that they don't, they don't feel like we have excluded some sick people somewhere. No. That is why it's an ability village. Say amen. These are images. These people, they sit there from morning, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., waiting to receive items. And this year, one man who came to my, this is true story, one man who came to my mission, when he saw the volume of work and saw people crawling with his own money, he ordered 20,000 wheelchairs. So that all those who are calling will have some wheelchairs. My government took 10,000 from it. And used it for politics. The 10,000 left. Another group came and took 5,000. Then I called them and I said, did you bring it for me to use? Or you brought it for all these people? He said, Reverend, I've received calls from them. Of course, all over. So now I have 5,000. I said, don't touch these 5,000. There are people deep, deep in the north who have never sat on a wheelchair before. They are paralyzed totally. Paralyzed. And those of you who are coming, you will, you will be blown away what you will see. Those of you who are coming. Say amen. You will see women and then most of our people don't have beds to sleep on. They are sleeping in bed. At least let them get a good bed to sleep on. Let them have clothing to wear. As they hear the message of, the, as for the gospel, we will preach it. I say we are preaching the gospel. But when the person is saved, when the person has given his life to Christ, how is his life transformed? Is by the things we give to them. Is the gifts. This, my friend, you know, one of the the northern parts of my country, one of the things they lack is soap. This, my friend, ordered fifteen thousand gallons of soap. As a gift and gave it to me. We are in COVID. He ordered 100,000 hand sanitizers. Give it to me. Tissues. Give it to me. 200,000 pieces of tissues. Give it to me. It is your turn. Do something. Do something for God. It's not because I'm a gun. I've been waiting to go to Nigeria. Apostle Wale and Pastor uh, Remini, uh, Pastor Matthew, they've postponed it. Uh, I'm waiting for them. 
I said, we want to come. We've gone, we've gone to Togo. We've gone to Africa. I want to go to Nigeria. And Pastor Matthew said, Steve, you have no idea what can happen in Nigeria. He said, this your people who are orderly like this. He said, you have no idea. When you are telling them you want to come to Nigeria, I have been quiet looking at you because you don't know Nigerians. We will stampede you and collect the items. <laughs> That's what he told me. He said, we will stampede you, collect the items and push you away. <laughs> So we need security, we need people, we need help. So he said, Steve, I'm planning, I'm planning, I'm planning. Take your time. I said, oh my God, you have come to Ghana so many times and I'm feeling bad. I want to go to Nigeria, I want to move my trucks to Nigeria. He said, that truck will not survive three days. He said, that truck will not survive three days. They will break through the truck, collect all the items and make themselves happy before you appear there. He said, Ghanaians, you are simple, you are orderly. He said, Nigeria, Steve, take your time. <laughs> Steve, every time, even this particular trip, you know, I was there last week at KICC. He said, Steve, take your time. I see that you are very passionate about Nigeria. I said, I want to come to Nigeria. He said, I need to work the security very well before you come there. Are you listening to me? My last scripture, Luke 15. This is my last scripture. Luke 15. Sorry, I'm over I'm overstepping my time. All right. Luke 15, reading from verse number two. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man received sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, doeth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness? And go after that which is lost until he find it. Say amen. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he came at home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman, having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, do not light a candle, sweep the house, and seek diligently till she finds it. And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together, say, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner that repented. Say amen. Say amen. Look at it. 99. We leave them and we go look for that one lost sheep one lost coin now if i'm living in a neighborhood and a woman comes knocking at my door oh neighbors 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 come oh come come oh come and then we all come around he said look i lost one p and since morning i've been looking for this one p and i found it because the other nine are here and i found my one p i'll be very upset I'll be very upset because 
Did you call me? Shouting just because you have found one P. So that's a big waste of my time. But you see, what we are happy on earth here is not the same happiness that is in God. We do choreography, my church, we do choreography, dancing, whatever, they, they dance, they choreograph the praise, they choreograph the worship, they choreograph everything drama and everything. Those happiness is not a reflection of how God is feeling. Say amen. What makes God rejoice is when we go looking for that one lost soul. That over 99% of people who don't need no repentance. Say I hear you. So one more time, we are leaving some of you here for 10 days. We are coming to Africa, coming to Ghana to look for sinners, to look for souls, not only souls, but to impact their lives and to do day of help. Say amen. Say amen. And beloved, when you come back and you are jumping and you are dancing and you are choreographing the songs and everything, the joy of your heart will be a true reflection of the joy in heaven because we have gone to look for one sinner. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.